Josh Rubin here with Douglas Elman in New York with our latest episode of the Rubin Special. We have Kirk Kessels, who's a friend of mine from Brevard County, Florida. So, Kirk, thanks so much for joining us. Um, you lead a team, the Carpenter Kessel team uh, in Brevard County. Can you talk to us a little bit about uh, how you uh, join together with your partner and, uh, and uh, what you guys are up to? Sure, sure. Yeah, I actually retired um, totally in 2004. Spent about five years, most of my time over in Europe, a good portion of my time out in Newport Beach with Tom and Kathy, um, you know, kind of bebopping back and forth. And then uh, in, in 09, I realized, hey, my kid's got to go back, go to school at some point because I had little kids I had a, at the time, a one-year-old and an infant. And so um, they ended up going to school. So I came back and um, Dwayne Carpenter, who's now my partner in, in 09, said, hey, why don't you come work with me for a little while? I'm like, nah, I don't think I want to. Fast forward, he taught me into doing a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. And now, now of course, we're you know, full-fledged into this, but that was in 09. So we've been partners for uh, just a tad over 11 years right now. Yeah. Huh. Cool. So well, how, how did you wind up in Europe? Um, my wife's from Europe, or my, my ex-wife was from Europe. She's from Holland. So we had a house over there. So we spent six to nine months over there, loving it, bike riding everywhere. The only time we didn't like it was in the dead of winter. It was too cold, um, you know, especially, <laughs> especially when you're from Florida. So, I mean, I'm born and raised in Florida. So love the weather here. Just love it. Um, it's just in the wintertime, it got too cold there. So I come back and forth. She'd come back sometimes, but not as much. And again, the, the kids really kind of necessitated where are we going to put them in school? We're going to put them over there. We're going to put them here. We're going to homeschool them. What are we going to do? And neither one of us felt like we were qualified to homeschool. So we're like, all right, let's come up with plan B or C. And that's kind of how we ended up back here and uh, work, working again. I mean, and I, honestly, I was burned out when I stopped in 04. Um, I've been doing this since um, 82. So we're looking at 38 years, totally burned out in 04 when I stopped, sold my company. Uh, Tom helped me sell my company. Um, and I got, you know, a nice big fat check and I thought I'm done. And then I got bored. I mean, I was, I was, you know, 40 years old and you know, all my friends were still working. There was, it's like, what am I going to do? I don't golf. I don't really have any hobbies. I started doing some development stuff and, you know, spent a bunch of time in Europe, spent a bunch of time, you know, driving Tom and Kathy crazy out of Newport beach and said it, okay, you got to come up with a plan. And that's when Dwayne stepped in. Oh, okay. So, so Dwayne came up, uh, he kind of came into the business with you to, uh, to sort of, help offset your time uh, away from the business? Is that right? Not really, no, because he was already selling real estate. He had a successful business on his own and he said, listen, I really want to build a team, which is what I had at the time. I was selling 300 units a year, um, you know, making a great living and but working seven days a week. I and mean, it was unbelievable how consuming it was. So he's like, hey, do you do you want to, uh, you know, go back in the business? I'm like, no, 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 but I'll refer you some stuff. You know, fast forward, next thing you know, you get, you get a little taste of it, you get a little bit more. And before you know it, I'm back in a full force again and, and loving every minute of it. I mean. We're kind of the yin, the yin and the yang, meaning he's got all the, um, he's really good with the technical stuff. He's really good with all the Facebook stuff. You know, I'm the guy that can't get the Facebook live to work. And then I think it's, <laughs> off, it's really not off, you know, that type of stuff. So it, it works really, really well. Um, both of us like dealing with the clients. And so, you know, on most of our listing presentations, I would say more than 80%, we go together. Um, it's just, it's great because we're, our, our hit ratio is much stronger because again, He's, he's more the analytic, he's more the number side of it. He, he, can, he can shuck and jive. We have a lot of engineers in our community, so it works really well. And I'm more the animated, hey, you know, let me go to the fundraisers, let me go to the events, let me do yeah. those type of things. So it's, it's good, it worked well. Huh, that's great. So you have a, a great balance with him, it sounds like. Correct, correct, yes. Yeah, and that's, that's what you see because I, I talk to a lot of people that have partners um, and their partners are so much like them, they don't bring anything to the table. So, so what Dwayne brings, he brings so much to the table from the standpoint he's able to get you know, all the analytical stuff done. He, he does the CMAs. He still does all the CMAs on his own because um, he likes to know what the numbers are. When I had my old company, I had I hired somebody that did the CMAs. 
And occasionally I get out there and I'm like, oh my gosh, this CMA is not correct. I mean, I know it because I knew the market so well. When we go out with Dwayne, that never happens. Never. We're well prepared. Well, it's good. It sounds like we got, we could all use a little Dwayne in our life. Correct. Correct. He's a great, he's a great partner. Really is. Yeah. And then, and then from there we just built a team. So, you know, we had Julie, who was our transaction coordinator. She was in there and she continued yeah. to build, build on that. And we've just built a team from there to there's right now about 15 of us on the team. Awesome. Wow. And so, uh, how long have you been about 15 people? Um, I would say we keep increasing every year. So literally every year we increase by two or three people. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of the fair growth mode. We have two people right now we're ready to hire. One's an ISA. Um, the other one's going to be more of a floater, but I mean, she knows every single job already in the company. We're stealing her from somebody else, but because of COVID, we've just kind of held back on that. We're like, okay, we want you. Uh, we want you both, but right now we're not prepared to put two, two more people on, on the payroll. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. And, so talk to us a little bit about your business earlier this year, January and February. Uh, what were you seeing? What were the trends in, uh, in, in your market? Yeah, our trends were, believe it or not, the high end had kind of picked up, which we were kind of surprised. Um, you know, the, the, the high end for us is a million and a half and above. Um, it's normally, you know, you get above two million, it's, you get a dozen sales a year, you might get 20, but, but not a lot. I mean, and we saw that market really pick up in, in, a, in a couple areas specifically, it really picked up a lot. And then, um, you know, we, the normal market, the $300,000 to $600,000 range was still just popping like crazy. I mean, you get something on the market, we, we almost, we're, and now we're heading more of where we have less supply and more demand. Um, but it's, it's clearly the supply and demand has, since January, continued, this, the supply is going down and the demand is going up. No kidding. So you're seeing demand actually outstrip supply right now. Correct. Correct. Yeah. We, we sold, and, and we just got the numbers today, I'm going by memory, we closed 12 and a half or 13 and a half million for the month of April. And I mean, think about this. I mean, we're sitting in the middle of the first pandemic in my entire life. So, I mean, for us, you know, our, our goal is to do about 12 and a half million a month. Um, we clearly hit goal um, in our sales. Our sales were pushing a little over 10 million for last month. So, I mean, we're, we're right at goal considering we're, we're supposed to be, you know, on lockdown. I mean, obviously we're out and about, but only, only when necessary. I mean, the showings that we're doing now, as you, as you know, are if you have to see the house after you've already done the Matterport, after you've already done, you know, the looking on, on um, uh, the virtual tours, have you driven by the house? Yes, we have. All right. I guess the next step is we got to go look at it then. And we've got a few that have not even looked at it. They bought it and they said, we'll look at it during the inspections. So it's really changed over the last month. I'm sure you're hearing the same thing. It's really changed on how people are buying houses, even open houses. We're not doing, doing the virtual like this. We're walking through it and talking about it. And we're getting people that call and say, Hey, I really like that house. Um, what more can you tell me about it? So a lot of engagement which we would yeah. never get that if we held an open house, we might get 20 couples through it. Now we're getting as many as 2,400 people looking at these, these videos, one video. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And so what do you attribute the, the, the significant pickup in activity to the online views uh, to? I, I just think it's people, people are sitting home and they got time to, to look. I mean, so the, the rates are super low right now. They're sitting home. They've got nothing else to do. And they're like, Hey, let's look at real estate. Um, I'm getting double the calls I was getting two months ago right now because people are home. And then uh, almost everybody you call is like, hey, Josh, it's Kirk. Hey, how are you? Everybody's excited to talk to you instead of, yeah. hey, I got to run my kids here. Hey, I got to do this. Hey, I'm cooking dinner. They're all like, hey, let's talk. And they talk a long time. And it's no more two-minute conversation. Some of them are 20-minute conversation. So yeah. um, it's they're engaging. They're excited that you're calling to check on them to see what's going on. But more importantly, they want to know, tell me about the real estate. Tell me about this house. Tell me why it's so good. Tell me this. Um, and, and it's all there. I mean, it's, it's all at our fingertips. 
Yeah. You know, it's interesting what you said earlier about supply and demand and the fact that demand is outstripping supply. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the activity in markets like yours gives me and my colleagues assurances here in New York that because we're on lockdown here in New York, you know, it's very difficult to, to see the light at the end of the tunnel and how we're going to come out of this and whether prices are going to be up flat or down. But the fact that markets like yours and those that you know, I'm speaking to in California are, are telling us of relatively healthy, if not strong markets, I think that's going to you know, bode well for us and impact us when we come back on the market. As long as you know, rates stay low, equity markets sit, stay relatively stable at their current levels, I think we're going to be okay when we come out of this. Don't you think your market will have some pent up demand, meaning there's going to be people that are saying, hey, let's get out, let's go buy a house. We're ready. We've already looked at everything on the internet. We know the three that really fit our criteria and it's just oh, going to go. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. There's no doubt that people are going to say, hey, you know, now that we've gone through this, you know, two, three month period of being at, on, on a stay at home order and, you know, we as a couple are now thinking about more space. We were thinking about it before, but now more than ever, we need that second bedroom or, you know, the couple with the one or two kids who are squeezing into a two bedroom. Now they're going to say, hey, now more than ever, we need that three bedroom. You know, one of the fears here, Kirk, is that we're going to come out of this and people who have kids are going to give uh, more uh, weight into searching for homes outside of the city. But in reality, the city is going to bounce back much faster than any other area. We saw that happen following uh, the attacks of September 2001. Mm -hmm. uh, where September 11th, people said, no one's going to want to live downtown again. No one's going to live in Tribeca, which is the neighborhood just above the World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. There has never been a hotter neighborhood in the city wow. than Tribeca over the last five years. Tribeca, in fact, is one of the most expensive zip codes in the entire United States. Did that happen after 2001? Or was it always yeah. expensive? No, Tribe Tribeca has gotten more popular in the last five years. We've seen families wow. moving from uptown, the Upper East Side, you know, Tony Fifth Avenue by the museums in Central Park and the Upper West Side. And people are attracted to the spaces in Tribeca because it's predominantly former manufacturing and storage facilities that have been converted into luxury loft apartments. Wow, okay. So you have high ceilings, big windows, grand spaces, columns, beautiful hardwood floors, exposed brick, you know, a lot of these classic spaces that New York is known for, you can find in Tribeca. When you couple that with fantastic restaurants, great access to transportation, the amenities of the city, you know, the promenade along the Hudson River, uh, fantastic restaurants and great shops, it, it's a it's a fantastic neighborhood and it has one of the best public elementary schools in the city. So it's very popular. So as a city, you know, when you think about Manhattan, people are saying, oh, well, I don't know that the restaurants are going to come back. Uh, I don't, you know, come on. Broadway came back. People were going to, people were going to the theaters before the Spanish flu in 1920. Yes. Okay, they were going to the theaters, right? So that happened. We bounced back and then we had the roaring 20s, mm -hmm. right? The Roaring Twenties largely focused around Manhattan. If you think about The Great Gatsby, The Great Gatsby was all based on the Roaring Twenties. Absolutely. Okay? So that was after the Spanish flu. And that was b before, you know, the World Health Organization even existed. So I think Manhattan is going to bounce back. It's going to bounce back stronger than ever. And it's largely attributed to markets like yours. But coming back to your experience, are you seeing a lot of people coming from up north that are more interested in homes recently? 
a lot. And here's the reason. We see them coming from, especially the Northeast, because with the tax base that you guys have changed with all the taxes up there, they're saying, hey, we want to come to Florida. And so I think that's the reason our high end has really stepped up. So we have people coming in, paying full price for a $2 million house, which, you know, up in your area, even on the, on the shore up there, it's going to be several million dollars. So a $2 million house here, you're getting a five or 6,000 square foot house, relatively new on the water, could be on the ocean, could be on the intercoastal waterway. But I mean, people are like, they're, they're not even negotiating the prices. They're coming here and saying, hey, this looks perfect. I'll do it. We just closed yeah. one um, on Monday for the people that came from New York. And they said, hey, we're moving down here. I've got another guy that's moving his entire company down to Melbourne, down to the Florida area because, because the tax base is here. You know, we have the beach oh. in the front yard. We have the intercoastal waterway in the backyard. We're an hour from Orlando. I mean, we're right on the East Coast. What a great spot. We have an international airport here. We've got numerous, you know, technological companies. So people are saying, hey, it's, it's a sleepy town, but it's certainly not South Florida, which is a, you know, big town. It's got everything. But I can tell you my, my compadres that are down in South Florida, Miami area, that market is hopping like crazy too. So it's, wow. you know, Florida, Florida market's really, really strong. You know, we have SpaceX, which is right in our community here in Brevard County. I mean, yeah. since, since that was changed to or all privatization, it's unbelievable how many rockets, they never shot that many rockets off when the government was running it. Now all of a sudden wow. you got anywhere from 18 to 24 rockets a year going off, a year. Wow, yeah. that's so incredible. And this brings people in because they want to watch the rockets go off. Speaking of which, I was just reading the other day that I believe it's SpaceX, uh, they're doing their first manned launch and you know, within the next week or two, is that right? Yeah, very soon, very soon, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So, so it brings so many people. It's so exciting, Josh, because you yeah. think about it, if you go to Orlando, if you're over there for one of the theme parks, it's like, hey, they got a big rocket going off tomorrow. Let's go over to let's go over to Melbourne. So all of a sudden you got all these people that come over here. Then they see the beaches. The beaches are beautiful. Our beaches got closed because there were so many people here at spring break. They were congregating. They're saying, this thing's going to spread like crazy if we don't close the beaches. And so they closed the beaches unless you were a local and could have access, you know, basically through a private walkway or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. then as of, um, I think today, yesterday or today, they opened them back up. So this ought to be interesting to see how this goes. Because unfortunately, these people tend to congregate when they go to the beach. Right. They're packed. They're packed. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, seeing some pictures in the press this morning of the, of the reopened beaches. And it seemed like people were, people were congregating again, you know, essentially, you know, not really paying attention to, to the risks. I know they, they, they don't understand. I mean, the, the reason the governor slowly opened it in Florida, it's only 25%, like the restaurants, you know, all, all the shops are 25% of the people in them. They didn't say everybody go congregate and everybody get together and drink out of the same beer bottle. They said, if you want to go to the beach, you know, put some space. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, watch tomorrow because for the next week, we have perfect, we have a high pressure system. It's going to be perfect weather. I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody and their brother is going to be at the beach, everybody. And if they're not at the beach, they're going to be out on their boat in the water. So it's just, it's a great place that, you know, to, to visit. It's a great place to live. I moved out of Miami back when I was 18 years old, thinking I was going to come up here and go to flying school at Florida Tech. Never left, never left, never had any, never had any plans of staying here, but just a great community. And when I was here, um, well, that'd be 1982, 81, 82, there were 330,000 people. We now have 590,000 people. So, you know, over the last 25, 35 years, that's doubled in people, but we've got great bases for technology, which is really what's fueled it. Wow, that's great. And so you know, go, going forward, let's say, you know, things reopen, everything is relatively smooth, and the stay-at-home orders are, are lifted, sort of rolling out across the country. What, what do you think happens to your market going forward? Let's say, you know, June through August, and then into the fall, we have the election, of course. How do you think the next six months look? I think they look shaky, only from the standpoint, I, I don't think, like we talked earlier, I don't think COVID's going away. I think it's going to have to be managed. I think that we in Florida will have to deal with hurricane season, which comes every every June 1st. 
Um, and then I think the election, um, which again, I've been through, I divide four years up over the last 38 <laughs> a lot. And you typically see that last second, second, the third quarter and the fourth quarter will slow down. The minute, it doesn't matter who gets elected. The minute someone gets elected, it's like, okay, now we know who's going to go and now we go by again. So you'll see some more pent up, um, I think, come election time, just because people don't like uncertainty. But, yep. you know, they've all been home now for four, six weeks, in your case, eight weeks, 10 weeks. People are ready to go back to work. They're ready to get back to business. They're ready to go buy houses. So I think you're going to see some some roller coaster, but I think it's going to be more of a higher roller coaster than a, a decline. I really do. I really do. I'm so very positive. So, so you, using using a uh, flying metaphor, Kirk here, you're going to see a little bit more lift than drag. On Correct. The Correct. But but a little turbulence on the way. There you go. Let's... Well, Kirk, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, this has been Josh Rubin in New York with my friend Kirk Kessel from the Carpenter Kirk Kessel team in Brevard County, Florida. Kirk, thanks so much. Josh, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You bet.